Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Friday, July 28th. Please remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View radio network. Drop us a comment or a rating if uh, if you possibly can. We always appreciate the uh, the interaction. We always appreciate your, your input. So please do whatever you can. All right, Giants fans, Saquon Barkley spoke to... Giants media on Thursday. That's the first time that Barkley had spoken to media since signing his amended franchise tag and reporting to Giants training camp, which began on Wednesday. Listen, I thought that Barkley handled himself really, really well on Thursday. You know, my impression of of Saquon is that he, he still wishes this had gone a different way. He's still really not a hundred percent realistic I think in some ways about the business side and about the fact that yes it does apply to him but I do think that Saquon handled himself pretty well I do think he's in a good enough frame of mind that that he's really not going to to spend the 2023 season thinking about how much money he's making or not making. I do think he is committed to doing the best that he can for the New York Giants in 2023, for being the best player he can be, you know, for his teammates, for guys that he's that he's gone to battle with now for for a few years, guys who who he really appreciates and guys who he had a lot of success with a year ago. So I think that Barkley Obviously, there's going to be things about this that linger. There's going to continue to be questions. But I do believe Barkley, when he says that he's happy, when he says that he's doing what he loves, and when he says that he's doing what he thinks is the best thing for him to do in this situation, Barkley said on Thursday that he had an epiphany. He he admitted that his mind was made up that he was going to hold out of training camp, not sign the franchise tag, that that the possibility of sitting out regular season games was still on the table for him, but that before training camp, as I said, he, he had what he called an epiphany. It's a word he used multiple times during his chat with the media, said that what he realized was – that the best thing he could do for his family, the best thing he could do for his career, the best thing he could do for other running backs in the NFL who, like Barkley, are fighting to uh, to reverse this devaluation 
of running backs throughout the NFL. I saw numbers, I think, from Warren Sharp of, uh, you know, of, of Sharp football analysis. I think I saw a chart the other day where running back salaries over the last decade or so have increased at a rate comparable to that of punters and long snappers, which is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous considering the value, considering what running backs do for their football teams. I mean, I understand it because I'm one who doesn't necessarily believe in in drafting running backs as early as the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley, unless they're a finishing piece, unless you're a championship caliber team that decides that that running back can be the final piece. I said before the 2023 draft that I would have understood if the Philadelphia Eagles had taken Bijan Robinson maybe 10th overall had they had the opportunity. I don't understand, to be honest with you, why the Atlanta Falcons do. I mean, I do understand what they were thinking and how they want to run their offense, but they're not a championship caliber team. I don't think Bijan Robinson's going to make them one. I don't really think they're going to end up getting the value out of that player commensurate to what they're going to wind up paying him over the next four or five years. And then they're going to have a Giants-like decision that they're going to have to make. So I'm not one who believes in drafting running backs early, in paying running backs big second contracts, but I do understand where Barkley is coming from here. What he basically said was that what he realized was he could show them better than he could tell him when it comes to his value, running back value, all of that. So that is why he signed the amended franchise tag. That is why he decided to report. Basically what it came down to for Barkley, the impression that I had is he's just a guy who loves to play football. He's just a guy who wants to be with his teammates. He would have been miserable sitting home and he just didn't want to do that. He wanted to play, and and so that's what he's doing. I, you know, he's just a guy that loves ball. I mean, he. I asked him about the idea of whether or not the Giants showed him respect in this process. Something that he said he was asking for. He said in the end that that he did feel he got respect from the Giants because he got the opportunity to sit and look Joe Shane in the eye, to look Brian Dayball in the eye, to express what he felt, to, to, to state his case, to, to make his argument said that the two sides obviously didn't come to an agreement, but that since that time they've been able to put it aside and they'll move on and they'll work together and they'll do what they have to do to Help the Giants have a really good 2023 season. Barkley said that the business side of the NFL sucks. He said, you know, as a kid, you play the game for free. And he said it's hard to come to the realization that the NFL is such a business and that the business threatens to take some of the joy out of the game he said he still loves the game. He just wants to play the game. He wishes that all of this didn't have to go down, but it does. And, 
you know, when it comes to to a player like Barkley, you know, obviously it's hard to look at uh, at Daniel Jones get paid, at Andrew Thomas get paid, at Dexter Lawrence get paid, and see that Saquon can't get paid in the same way. Barkley said there's no jealousy of those guys. He said those players are deserving of the money that they're getting. But he said in the end, he said, you know, when it comes to to his contract, he just followed his heart and his heart led him to to want to play. Said that uh, he was asked on Thursday if he felt he made a mistake by not signing one of the two offers, the one back at the, the bye week in 2022 and, and one before the franchise tag deadline in the spring, was asked if he felt like he made a mistake in not signing one of those two offers. And he said, no, he said signing those offers didn't make sense. Now, listen, I don't know exactly what the numbers were in those contract offers. The, the first one was reported to be around $12.5 million average or annual average value. Second one was reported to be 13 to 14 million. I've heard that the Giants that offers topped out at $19 million in guaranteed money. I don't know for certain. You know, I haven't been told those things firsthand. Joel Corey sports, uh, Cap analyst, former sports agent for CBS Sports, has said it was always a non-starter for Barkley if the guaranteed money didn't reach at least $22 million, which is the value of the franchise tag for the, for, the, for the two years, for this year and next year if he gets tagged twice. But my view is if Barkley wanted long-term security, if he wanted a multi-year deal, he had that at his fingertips and he said no to it. After the tag was applied, the Giants had all the leverage. The average annual value of their offers went down. The guaranteed money went up, but really the Giants were looking at this and saying, we're not going to give you more, or we're only going to give you a tiny bit more than the $22 million we would be forced to pay you on the franchise tag over the next two years. In my view, Barkley made a mistake. In my view, he read this situation wrong. His reps read this situation wrong. But uh, that is, there's nothing that can be done about that now. Barkley said he didn't know what was going to happen in 2024 when the Giants do have the right to franchise tag him again. Said that he feels like he should be able to go out into the market and get the money that he feels like he's worth. But... Uh, Looking at the way this unfolded this year, I'm not sure that that's realistic for Barkley. I'm not sure that uh, that even having a great individual season in 2023 is really going to change the market for him and for running backs all that much. Anyway, let's uh, let's do this. Let's get to. I have the the audio from Barkley's press conference, and I should have mentioned that earlier in the show, but I do have the audio from Barkley's press conference, so let me play that for you right now. 
And that was quick, huh? <laughs> Hello, how you guys doing? Nice seeing you guys again. Yeah, um, how's it feel to be here? It feels good. Um, good to be back in the locker room. Uh, good to see familiar faces uh, within the facility. Um, I'm doing what I love. I'm out there playing football. I'm happy. Why did you um, decide to report on day one and not skip release summer camp? I had an epiphany. What's up? <laughs> um, no, the, the reality of it is, is, I mean, one, I kind of just followed my heart. Obviously, I've, I heard what everyone was saying in, in the news or social media, but I kind of just followed my heart. Um, and then, you know, you got to look at it as a business point. Uh, from a business view, I felt like what's the best thing that I can do? Um, and some people may agree or disagree with this. and. You know, to sit out or sit in, and I feel like for this year specifically, the best thing that I can do um, for myself would be coming back, uh, going out there, play the game that I love, playing for my teammates, um, doing something I want to do since I was a little kid. And I understand I know what's going on with the running back situation and me being tagged and the value of the running back continue going down. Um, only way that I feel like, you know, someone that's that's going to change, uh, someone got to make a change. And, God willing, hopefully I can be one of the people to do it. And Saquon, when you say this year specifically, is that because you realize that you may, if that you know you're in this position again next year, that you have more leverage sec on on the backside of a second year, you know, tagging? Yeah, I mean, the reason why I say this year specifically because I can't see the future. I wish I could. Um, only thing I can focus on is now. And if you know a certain situation come up like this again next year, which obviously everyone's aware um, that, that that can happen. Uh, I'll deal with it when that happens. But right now I can't focus on if this happened, if that, on that I can focus on is who I am today, how I come in the building and how I work and how I prepare for the season. And like I said, I feel like that with everything that's going on in the running back market and everything that's going on with me being tagged, the only thing that uh, is going to change that is by one of us going out there and um, making it making a change. And so the way the, the nine and a half or ten months of negotiations uh, went, um, what what um, how would you describe it? Are you frustrated, angry, ticked off? Um, is are you over it? You know, what I mean, that because ultimately it did not get you what you wanted, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I could sit here and lie to you and be like, you know, I wasn't disappointed or I wasn't this and now the third. I mean, that would just be a flat out lie. But I am mature enough to understand that's a business. Um, understand that deals don't have deals don't get done every year and specific to my position we didn't get a deal done uh with my, me and my team felt like we were in good faith trying to get a deal done the giants felt like they were in a good faith trying to get a deal done and that's like sometimes you know come to agreement and i had to come to a decision and like i said uh i had an epiphany um i had a a mindset of what i was going to do um, but I changed my mind and this is wise words of a lot of vets and who, who reached out to me and who said some stuff on, on, on the news and media. When you show up, you can't have that in your heart. Um, it's not a good, not a good thing having your heart. So I put all that aside um, and my focus on my teammates, to everyone in that building um, and the fans and go out here and have a hell of a year. Saquon, uh, you, you've often spoken about your legacy and how you, you, you want to be remembered in the game. I mean, you're still young, obviously, but how much did that factor into it? Not just, you know, your own performance, but also being there for your teammate, helping your teammates win a championship. 100% that factored into it. 
that's who I am to the core. That's who I am to a, as a competitor. But at the same time, legacy goes in with just a position too. And I know how great this position been. I know how helpful this position are to teams um, throughout the throughout the league. And when you talk about legacy, it's on guys like myself. It's on guys like Christian. It's on guys like JT and Najee um, for us to go out there and. And change the narrative. Everyone want to bring up data. Everyone want to bring up analytics. You could bring up each way, you know, for both sides. Um, but if all of us go out there, God willing, stay healthy and do what we got to do, um, I think that's going to put everything to rest. Is it hard to carry that burden, though? I mean, like you talked about the Zoom call and, and not just doing what's best for yourself, but doing what's best for an entire position group and being the first person to kind of go through that this year. It's not hard to carry that burden because I really don't view it like that. Like in my mindset, it's like, okay, yeah, I understand the legacy and you got to look out for everyone. For me, it's just going out there and doing what you do and doing what you love and do at a high level. And for everyone that's known me since I've been here as a rookie, you know, take care of the little things and everything else is going to take care of itself. I've been saying that since I was a 21-year-old rookie. I've been saying that since I was 19-year-old at Penn State when I was first able to talk to the media. That's something that I believe in. That's something that I believe to the core. And I'm always going to live by that. And that's how I'm going to keep rocking. Why did you not take the last deal? We heard it was, you know, reached the $22 million of the franchise tag, you know, two combined. But... It's still, you know, that wasn't enough to, to make it happen. Why in your mind did it not happen? Um, in my mind, I think it didn't happen because one, just being flat out honest, the tag, that's a leverage that they have. Um, I do not, I think uh, if, you know, I wasn't able to get tagged, I, I do think the negotiation process would have went a lot different. Um, I think I would have a little more, not a little more, a lot more leverage in my way. Um, but like I said publicly, and one thing that I've learned from, from this offseason, there's a, a lot of sources and a lot of he say, she say. I said I wasn't trying to reset the running back market. I said I want something that um, is respectable. Uh, I don't want to use the word fair because as I'm sitting here in, in New York and 20, 30 cameras on me, I'm also talking to fans. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, where I come from, don't have a lot of money. And we're talking about 10 to $11 million. That's a lot of money. So I don't want to say something that's fair. I want to say something that's respectable. Um, and if I felt like it was something respectable, um, I would have took it. And, you know, I looked at my mom, my dad, I looked at my team, looked at my family, and I didn't agree with it, so I didn't take it. If I feel like it was, I would have. It wasn't a deal that reached $22 million guaranteed? I won't say that, and I won't get too much into the, the actual details of the negotiation. I don't think that's fair to myself, uh, my team. I don't think that's fair to Mr. Mayor, to, to Joe, and all those guys upstairs who, who worked really hard on this too uh, to try to get something done. But like I said, um, wasn't trying to reset the market. Uh, wanted something that's respectable. But hey, that wasn't able to get done. The next move was to figure out what you want to do. I had epiphany. epiphany. I'm here now. I'm happy. I'm glad to be back in in the, in the locker room. My teammates I'm getting a lot of love from them. You know, it's, it's telling me that they miss me. OTAs wasn't the same without me. And I feel like we have a hell of a team. Um, and I'm excited for this year. You regret not taking one of the Giants' initial offers no. during the season pre-tag. Why not? That makes sense. Is it challenging? Is it, is it oh, challenging? From a human side, you were one of the players who was a reason why this team succeeded last season. A lot of the guys who were a part of that got big contracts. You're on this one-year deal. Is it tough to get over that from a human side, looking at that compared to 
how other people's business proceeded this offseason? No, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, anybody who knows me, I, I'm all about my teammates and my brothers getting paid. I'm all about success coming to them. Uh, even though my situation didn't go uh, the way that I would like it to go, uh, Andrew Thomas signed a big deal, Daniel signed a big deal, Dex signed a big deal. Uh, that's deserving. Those guys deserve it. Um, I'm so happy for them. And you see out throughout the league, there's people that get paid every single year, and I'm happy for those guys too. But what I will say for the running back position, um, not speaking necessarily on my teammates that got signed, there's a lot of running backs out here that are a pivotal key point to having teams have success in this league and helping teams have success in this league. And the, the, the way that we are getting devalued, I don't think it's, it's not fair at all. Um, but life's not fair. And, you know, hopefully, God willing, I stay healthy so I can show them better than I can tell them. So much about respect in this process. You talk so much about respect. In the end, did you get respect from the Giants, at least in the way that this was done? Um, yeah, I would say at the end, I got respect from the Giants uh, because I was able to look Joe in his eye, look Dave in his eye, and obviously we didn't come to agreement. But, you know, we were able to put everything aside. And that's the part of the business. It's a business. And it sucks when you come to realization of that as a kid who, you know, you played the majority of this game for free growing up your whole life. And it's something that you want to do since you're a little kid. But like I said in the podcast, um, I mean, obviously people only took the one part of what I said in the podcast. But if you listen to the podcast, it's like there's something I wanted to do as a little kid my whole life. And then the business side of it forces you to put you in a position where you like, damn, I don't even know if I want to take it to that level, but I might have to take it to that level. And I got to a point where I was ready to take it to that level. Um, but then sitting down with my family, um, actually breaking it down, looking out, looking at the whole situation, I uh, felt like this would be the best thing for, for not only for me, um, for my teammates, for the fans in New York, um, and for the running backs. If you end up going year to year or what have you, talking about you show up better than whatever, do you think that what you didn't get this year, you potentially have the ability to recoup, you know, in the future or on the free agent market, which you're not getting this year? Um, I can't see in the future, so I can't give you an honest answer. Um, I, I know I should be able to. I know the type of player that I am. Um, I know the type of player I will show I am this year, uh, God willing, once again. Um, there's a lot of things that's out of your control. Um, so you can take it day by day, um, and that's how I'm going to take it. Saquon, you talk about Saquon, Saquon, when I talked to, to Michael Strahan about your situation a week or so ago, he knows about holdouts. Mm -hmm. um, he said, I hope this doesn't kill Saquon's spirit. Has any of this dented you at, at that level? Has it changed you in any way? No, um, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, I think that's a big reason why I'm here. Um, and I want to you know there's a lot of names I can go out and throw out who reached out to me and gave me a lot of great advice. But coming here, um, don't break your spirits, basically what they were trying to say. Don't let this break your spirits. Still be the same guy you are. Still be the competitor you are. It sucks. Um, it's the business side of it. Um, it just makes you more aware of it. I always was aware of it. Um, like I said, my first, I told a story my first day in uh, rookie minicamp, uh, I was sitting next to one of my teammates and I just had my daughter Jada and he just had, I believe it was a son. And we were just literally talking about that. And then the next day he was gone. And it's like, oh, it's just a business. It's a, it's a crazy business. But for me, I wouldn't say that at all. I know what it is. I understand it. Um, but I'm never, ever, ever going to let anybody or anything 
you know, break me down and tear me apart and change me who I am. I know who I am who I am, who I am as a person. I know how my parents raised me. Uh, and at the same time, there's a lot of kids that are looking at me and looking at the situation, my own kids. And I want to be an example to them of, you know, take it day by day and do the right things and stuff, good stuff will come your way. Saquon, you said there was a point where you changed your mind in the process. Were you seriously considering sitting out camp and maybe even part of the regular season? Yeah, I was. Um, that's a play that I have. Um, but I'll be completely honest. Uh, if I sat out this year and say if the the New York Football Giants and I sat out and we didn't have a good record, you think that's going to make another team in free agency or the Giants want to have me come back the next year after I sat out, sat out a whole year and be like, oh, we want to give you $15 million a year now. Like, I don't think... I don't think that's how it's going to work. And after you know having conversations and really breaking it down, when you sit there and you break it down like that, you're like, you know, only way that I'm gonna make a change or do something that's gonna you know benefit for myself and my family is doing what I do best, and that's showing up, playing the game I love, and doing it at a high level. All right, Giants fans, I hope that uh, that getting a chance to listen to the Barkley audio clarifies a few things for you guys, gives you a better idea of exactly what Barkley's mindset is at this point entering the 2023 season and why he made the decisions that he made throughout the 10 months or so that that he was negotiating a contract or trying to negotiate a contract with the Giants. So uh so let's uh let's call it a show at this point. Thank you as always for listening. Please remember to uh, to check out all of our training camp content at BigBlueView.com. All of our coverage of the Barkley situation, our daily practice reports. I won't be in East Rutherford, New Jersey every day, but I'll be there as often as I can. And whether I'm there or not, we'll try to cover the uh, the goings on at uh, at camp the best that we can each day. So uh, so please follow our coverage every day to uh, help you guys get ready for the 2023 Giants season. All right, thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.